and it is live. I am honored to be here chatting with Nick Mahar. Nick is a machine, and he's worked and produced tons of content seen by millions. He's from California. He shot films, music videos, commercials for dozens of brands and musicians. Um, some of his clients include Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, Logic, G-Eazy, Google, YouTube, Pandora, Def Jam, Sonic, World Star, Monster. The list even goes on. Um, but he's a savage. Um, just seeing his content and um, following him. Um, he's a really cool dude. Nick, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? Dude, I'm, I'm doing great. Like, <laughs> summer's here. It is. Grind has gotten bigger, so it's good. <laughs> how are you what's what's up what's new man uh just you know prepping for some shoots and uh a vacation finally and uh of course summer which has a lot of different things going on so totally and i actually i almost went to la this week man like my my best friend bought a ticket but like i couldn't get off work in time so i was just like well enjoy it bro but you're missing it it's beautiful uh, 81 degrees right now Dude, it's crazy so what's been your big thing recently? Um, big projects, man. Um, let's see. Um, I just did a commercial for Asus um, for a new device that I can't talk about. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And then I'm actually beta testing a new camera system from a well-known manufacturer right now. It's like sitting right next to me. <laughs> um, and then what else? Did something for Dockers a few weeks ago, and yeah, just just prepping. I'm also working on a um, a passion project with some buddies of mine that are really into Star Wars. Totally. So I, I know I posted yeah. like a, a one photo from it, but um, we're doing it in like five phases, and we're about to start doing another phase coming up. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I kind of want to jump right into this. Um, to give a little bit more background on what you do, I think it's best to just ask, what exactly do you do, Nick? So I am a cinematographer first and a photographer second. Um, and most people, I think everybody knows what a photographer is. Um, but the cinematographer is basically the same thing, but uh, for film. And so I'm in charge of any movie, commercial, whatever project I'm working on, music video. I'm in charge of making sure that it looks good. And yeah. so I'm in charge of the lighting and the camera department, so the lenses and the camera we pick and um, all that kind of stuff. And then depending on the crew or depending on the project and the director, like how detailed that can get. But um, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So rooting back down to probably a few years ago, maybe more, but what sparked your interest to do the kind of work you're doing now? And so I'm, how's, how's it all working out for you? Uh, I mean, it's... it's uh, Let's see. Free, I mean, being freelance, actually, I'll start out at the beginning. Uh, I've been wanting to do filmmaking since I was like six. So I've known for a while, but I originally wanted to be a director, I think, like everybody else does. And um, I did a short film where it was like we ran it with my high school teacher. We ran it like an actual set would be where I'm only supposed to be talking to the, the actors and my DP and my DP is lighting and messing with the camera and doing all this other stuff. And like, they wouldn't let me touch the camera cause that yeah. wasn't my job. And I hated it. And I was like, I don't want to talk to the actors. I want to play with the lights. I want to make it look good. I wanted yeah. to, you know, and so then I decided, okay, I want to do cinematography because if I get to play with the camera and do all the tech stuff like that interests me way more. Um, 
So then I decided, yeah, when I was in high school and I'm 26 now and I've been doing freelance for a, a while now and um, it's going pretty well. I, I mean, I'm really obviously happy with uh, the people that I've got to work with. There's a lot more people I want to work with, yeah. but um, it's it's been a lot of fun and I get to, you know, it's literally taken me around the world yeah. um, many times. I think Alaska is the only state in the United States I haven't been to. And I've been to every state probably like three or four times each, which is crazy to say. It's amazing. Um, but yeah. Um, um, and you say you've been to every state. Is that mainly like tours and stuff or um, traveling for different clients? Mainly for tour. Uh, when I was like 12, my dad, my parents are firefighters. So when I was like 12, me and my dad picked up uh, an engine in Wisconsin for his station or for his district. And we got to drive it all the way back. So I hit a bunch of states on that and we like nice. took the fire engine to um, Mount Rushmore and some other cool places. And then, but yeah, mainly uh tour for sure. Very cool. So what's, what, what or who has pushed you to continue investing time into your dreams and the visions you've come alongside of for your clients? Um, I think, I'm just like a very competitive person. I grew up doing playing like soccer and uh, swimming and basketball and then eventually uh, football in high school. And so I've always just like kind of wanted to be the best at something totally. and stuff. And so, um, but then I also like, I didn't want to have a job that I didn't like going to every day. And, you know, sometimes it gets really hard and frustrating on film sets, but at the same time, at the end of the day, like I can, I just have to like sit and go, okay, I could be sitting at a desk right now and hate my job and hate everything I'm doing. Like I get to make cool shit yeah. with, with my friends. I make my own schedule, which is a awesome thing, but also a very scary thing. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, it's just motivation to like do bigger and better things every time. Absolutely. Very cool. So would you consider yourself to be a content producer? I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it depends. Like, I'm very flexible in what my job is. And so, like, you know, uh, and I shoot a lot of different things. Um, as you can see on my website, like, I go from doing concert photography to shooting national commercials yeah. to, you know, um, what else? Shooting, like, web videos with YouTube stars to music videos with some of the biggest artists in the world. Like, it's just, it's all over the place. And it's... Yeah always changing um and I, yeah i really like that love that what do you think makes a content producer like yourself great um i think somebody that has a first you have to have a really good attitude just being a filmmaker in general if you're not happy and you're not positive like nobody's really going to work want to work with you i know there's some people that are really big that are assholes and the part of the reason they can get away with it is because they're good or they have good connections. But I think more and more now it's going to, it's harder to do that because if people don't like you, they'll just go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I like that. Uh, sorry, what was the question? It was, uh, it was no, the content good. producer stuff. What, what do you make? What do you think makes a content producer like yourself? Great. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So, and then being, being uh, good to your, your crew and stuff and like not overworking people or being an asshole and all that kind of stuff. And then just like hustling and making sure that you're, 
you're studying other people and you're studying the greats and you know what the difference is between great content and, and bad content and not like not compromising on stuff that you tr truly feel isn't going to you know pull the job off. There's plenty of times that I have to do stuff that I don't really want to do because like that's what the client wants and it's like okay cool like I wish the lighting was this way or this way or I thought we were doing it this way but it's at the end of the day you know you kind of have to appease the the client if it's like a commercial and stuff but totally. at the same time you know it's your work at the end of the day and I've I've been on projects where at the end of the project I hated everything that they did to the cut or the lighting or the coloring or whatever and I just told them you know I'll just take the paycheck but don't put my name on it because I don't want <laughs> I, I don't want it associated with me yeah. because like that's you that's your brand that's important and there are plenty of people um famous people that I've I know that like have done stuff and then after it's done they're like yeah I don't want my name on it cuz I don't I'm not happy with it it doesn't represent the quality that I want to put out yeah, yeah. very very cool boom yeah. um and so for the content that like you have a lot of say over like what's your creative method and like do you have one creative I mean it's it's always different. It depends like yeah. who, what, the, like, especially between video and photo, um, for, for commercial work, like I don't have too much say in stuff right now. It's, you know, whatever the client wants and then talk to the director and it's, it's a thing of, it's a push and pull of like between me, director and, and client of like what we want. A lot of times though, I'm on the same page as the director because you know, it's, that's why he's hiring me is to create his vision. Uh, I'm just going to try to, you know, give my input on it and make it, the best that I think. Um, and then this photography stuff, like it depends if it's for a client or if it's, you know, concert stuff, like concert yeah. stuff. I have full reins. I do whatever I want. I can shoot as much as I want. I can shoot as little as I want. Um, and I can color it how I want. And it doesn't mean they're going to use it, but yeah. at the end of the day, I don't have necessarily anybody telling me um, that I have to do something different. I mean, obviously though, like it needs to be good because yeah. they're the ones that, uh, if they don't like it, they're not going to hire me back. So. Totally. And so like, for instance, like that Jimmy Kimmel picture with logic, like mm -hmm. you had full say kind of, you just like edit it and you're like, Hey, here you go. Well, so the one I think that's on my Instagram, I shot on my iPhone. What? Yeah. Which is my favorite thing. And yeah. that's the, I'm so glad that that was your reaction because, uh, so many people think I get questions all the time, like, what camera should I buy? What's, like, <laughs> what lens should I, and it, honestly, at the end of the day, like, yes, that stuff yeah. does matter in terms of, like, quality and certain looks and stuff, but at the core of it, if you don't know how to take a good photograph and you don't know why, or if you take good photographs and you don't know why, and you can't explain why the photographs are good, then the, having a nice camera isn't going to change anything, and yeah. If you can't take a good picture with an iPhone, then I don't really think that you can be great photographer with a. You can say you're a great photographer necessarily. Um, obviously, iPhone's very limited in what it can shoot, and so some things are going to look terrible, and it'll look better on a DSLR. And yeah. or you could be really good at compositing, and that's totally fine too. But yeah, that was on my iPhone, and uh, ABC has very strict law uh, rules about bringing cameras back there. So we weren't supposed to. Um, some other people had their DSLRs, like t snapping photos, and they got asked to put them away. I actually had a disposable camera and my iPhone. So like literally at the same time, I have my phone up and my my disposable underneath <laughs> my phone, and I'm taking pictures on both. 
And I think by the second photo, Jimmy just stopped talking to Logic and like turned to me and it was like, hold on, hold on. Why do you have a disposable camera? And I was, I was like, well, because you're, because uh, ABC doesn't allow me to bring my professional camera to make you look really great. And he goes, all right, that's fair. And then he just like went back into his conversation because they have they have their own professional photographer, so they don't need me. Boom. So I, so I, I you were at one point an up and coming cinematographer, photographer. You know what I mean? Like you're you're at a huge point now i think like i think i still am i think i still definitely am like i don't until maybe i get an academy award i don't think i'll ever be like i've made it and just like most jobs i don't think anybody ever goes oh like you could even ask logic like oh when did you think you made it or felt like you made it it's like you don't really feel like that but sorry go ahead no you're good so what would you suggest to people that are let's say like starting off like no no film work like call themselves a you know cinematographer but like aren't on a huge level if you know what i mean not to like totally no well first i think there's there's major differences i think people need to because of the internet and because of how easy it is to either become a photographer or shoot cinematography do cinematography now everybody's very quick to call them label themselves as those titles yeah and I think it's a great thing, but I also think it's a bad thing because people aren't learning the craft before they're calling themselves certain things. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it, for people that are professionals and people that take it seriously, you're going to be looked down upon for being one of those kids. It's like, I am a cinematographer. Oh, what have you shot? I shot like a couple of music videos on my iPhone, which not to discredit again, an iPhone or anything. It has nothing to do with the tool, but it's like, yes, but you need to have more experience than that to be able to call yourself. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, and other people have different opinions, but like there's a difference between director of photography and cinematographer or, um, uh, you know, videographer. I hate being called a video when I get called a videographer because I'm like, no, that's that. To me, videography is like a guy that does weddings or like event photography. And yeah. don't get me wrong, my friend Vinny Minton shoots amazing wedding uh, videos, and they are works of art. And those I would classify as like you know mini movies. But um, what other advice? I mean, really, just experiment. Shoot as much as possible. Like, my eighth grade book report was my friend flying on a green screen with Harry Potter because I learned how to do green screen in my garage um, when I was, like, 12. And I was like, well, nobody else is going to do this because everybody else is going to be, like, a diorama or something, and I'm going to make my friend fly. Um, <laughs> so you have to, like, you have to just be willing to try new things and fail at them um and just shoot whatever makes you happy because like half the time even if people are like no this is how you have to do it like the stuff that you want to do a lot of the time can be the cool stuff but you do have to realize and pay attention to like what people are actually watching and care about and um all that it's it's a it's an interesting game totally um coolest project you've gotten to work on i mean there's a lot man there's a lot uh, and, and like are you friends with these these bigger names like logic Macklemore? Yeah. oh yeah i mean Stop. 
Uh, I haven't been to Seattle in a while, gotcha. so I haven't like like I just call Macklemore, I just call him Ben, and then Logic, I just call him Bob. That's like what we call him in the group. And I mean, I have both of their phone numbers. I can text them right now if I wanted yeah. to. Like, I go to Bob's house a bunch. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't really like to. I mean, unless it's like I get hired for one music video or something like that. If I'm going on tour and stuff, I want to be friends with these people. I don't want it to be. Um, quiet client relationship thing yeah like i i'm about like working with good people and you know it being like a family because you're you're on the road a lot with people and yeah. like you know the coolest projects are definitely tour has definitely been one of the coolest projects the fact that i've been to europe twice and got paid to go to europe not yeah. like i paid to go there because of tour is amazing but then there's also film projects that i've got to be a part of that I had so much fun. Like I did a five day shoot for Daisy cottage cheese and we built these five sets and there were some like ca really hard camera operating moves that I had to do that, uh, I nailed and I felt really accomplished and like yeah. way happier than other shoots that I thought I would have been happier on. So totally. Yeah. Boom. Um, so how did you get your foot in the door for these opportunities? At least I, you know, Cool clients you got to work with. So that's another thing I think that's important to mention is don't be scared and to like challenge your fears and try yeah. new things because the way that I got both Logic and Macklemore was because I reached out to them. Now, I hate saying that in interviews because yeah. – I feel like a lot of people just go, Oh, that's all I have to do. And, and then, then that's they, when and they cold email and, crack and that's, head. yeah. And that's when I get a million uh, messages on my Facebook during tour and say, can I shoot this show? Can I shoot that show? And it just becomes annoying. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if you're going to do it, you need to stand out in some way. And that's why like, cause I, I work with Macklemore first, even though I knew who logic was before I knew who Macklemore was. And I reached out to them and I stood out. I'm not going to say how, but like I stood out in a different way Yeah. and I was persistent on stuff and they brought me up for their music video and then they really liked me and I worked my ass off and then they asked me to join them on tour and, or like to help edit the music video. And so I did that. It was like a mini tour and then they liked me enough. They're like, okay, we're doing this world tour. Do you want to come with us? And we're only bringing four people to Europe. Do you want to be one of the four? Or I think, it, yeah, four people. So, and then I used the fact that I was with him to leverage, uh, working with logic at the same yeah. time. Um, Good. so I was, I was just kind of trying to be smart about it, but it was also too, like, I want to work with these artists. It's not, it wasn't just like, eh, this guy's cool. He might make a lot, me a lot of money. It was like, no, no, no. I, I like this guy's music and message. I want to work with him. Totally. Yeah. Um, when you think of the word successful, like who's the first person that comes to mind and why? Hmm. Uh, like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. Boom. Elon's a savage. He just cranks out stuff.
Hey there, I can't hear you, man. Oh, you can't hear me? Yeah. Oh, no. Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. I could I could edit that out and re-ask that question can if you want. Can you hear me? Yeah, it was going in and out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. I'm good but now. Okay. You're good. That's weird. It's all good. I wonder what happened. Okay, yeah. So what was the question again? Oh, people that I... Yeah, so when you think of the word successful... Uh, Who's the first person that comes to mind? Uh, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Walt Disney. and Oh, actually, you know Zuckerberg, too. Nice. I mean, nobody. it's a social networking platform that blew up. But, I, yeah, I mean, they're all successful in different, in different ways, and they push the envelope in some way, shape, or form. And right. um, I think pretty much, I would say all of them currently, there's something in our daily lives that, like, every single day that something about something that they did affects us. Great chair. Boom. Um, this is kind of like rapid fire questions. Um, sure. Any morning rituals you have? Waking up. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, as my, as my girlfriend says, I am a creature of habit. I do a lot of the same stuff every single day. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the times is unhealthy. It's probably not great, but uh, I'll have I'll basically the same thing for breakfast almost every morning. I would probably eat like the same couple things every night for dinner as well. Um, but not really. I mean, just this, I guess, wake up, look at my phone, go through my emails, that kind of stuff. Totally. Um, nothing too crazy. Boom. Not bad at all. <laughs> I know that wasn't really rapid. No, but... it's fine. No, it's fine. Um. Do you have a favorite failure that set you up for success? Oh. Failure. Failure. There there was a couple of music videos. Or there was a music video I did where I didn't agree with what the artist wanted to do for the video, but I ended up doing it. This is like pre-Macklemore and stuff. Yeah. And um, I did exactly what he wanted, and he ended up hating the video, and I got blamed for it even though I told him that it wasn't going to work or this and that. And I made it look as good as I possibly could, but we never worked together after that because of that moment. And like in that moment, I realized I need to not do hundred percent of what somebody else wants because that's what they want because people don't know what they want until they see it sometimes yeah. or they don't know that they want something until they see it, I guess. And so, like, if I did what I wanted to do, I think it would have been a lot better of a video. Totally. Boom. Um, and lastly, um, last question, at least. Sure. Um, what advice would you give for somebody that wants to pursue something just straight up new? You know what I mean? Like. I mean, be humble and, like, don't act like you know everything. Yeah. Um, learn the rules so that you can kind of break them and know like why things are done a certain way. And then, you know, you can challenge them. Um, I mean, I guess that's what tech is about is being disruptive and changing the norms and yeah. changing the way things work. And that's how Airbnb and Uber and all that kind of started. Um, and then just like, you know, you have to put in your 10,000 hours. Like I have a tattoo that's related to, working 10,000 hours and you really have to put in the work and time. And like, uh, I have missed people's girlfriend's birthday parties and families 
graduations and events and stuff like that to be where I am because it's important to me. And obviously my family is very, very important to me, but at the same time, like, you know, I weigh in my options of like, is this, this family event or whatever, is this important enough to miss whatever this thing is? Because especially with creative stuff and freelance work, as soon as you start saying no to jobs, that's when other people will get those jobs. Because like, if I call you five times, and you're free the first three times, but then you're not free the next two times, and I have to hire somebody else, well, the other guy's always free, so why would I hire you if the other guy's free? The only thing that would set you apart is if your work's better than them, but let's just say that you guys are on an even playing field or whatever, you know, why are they gonna hire you kind of a thing? And that's very real, that happened, like, that's what I learned very on from my mentors is uh, once you start saying no, like the phone calls will stop coming from those people. Yeah. Um, oh, and also don't devalue yourself, but know when something's a good opportunity, I guess. Cause I've, I've done, I still do some time, sometimes work for free because of the situation it is. Yeah. But, um, and I hear people all the time say like, don't ever do that. But like, you know, sometimes it is beneficial or it's because of what it is. And, there's definitely value in learning all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like don't screw people over because, or like lowball yeah. and try to cut people out of stuff because you want it because it, in the end it just devalues everything. And that's every industry. Like I have friends that are dancers that have to deal with that stuff. Totally. I could talk forever about like things to do to do and not do and all that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I got you, man. Hey, at some point, man, at some point in the future, I believe it will happen. We'll get food or something. I don't know. Oh, 100%. That'd be so dope, bro. Whenever you come out to LA. I, it could be this summer, quite honestly. All right. Well, I may or may not be here because of tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's cool, though. Like, that's a cool excuse. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Any parting words, man? I think this about wraps it up. No, man. Just, I mean, honestly, uh, there's a, I think one of my favorite quotes about like following your passions and stuff in life is from, uh, Jim Carrey, which is just like the weirdest thing that I would figure Jim Carrey giving me an inspirational speech, but it, it was, it was basically about how his dad worked and, um, decided to take like the quote easy path of basically, working at a factory or whatever to provide for his family instead of following his dreams. And I think his dad wanted to also be a comedian or something. And Jim Carrey said, you know, he watched his dad for years slave at this job he didn't like to provide for the family because it was important to him. And he wanted to do that and he thought he was doing the right thing. But then one day he just got fired and he let go and everything that he knew was fell from under him. And even though he was taking the quote safe route, it still failed and didn't work out. And so Jim Carrey realized like, you know, I can do, I can, what is it? I can fail at something that I don't want to do. So why not fail at something that I do want to do? Because at least you're giving it your all and you're having fun and doing something that you want to do. You know, Um, I think that's my biggest advice to people is like, you know, be reasonable with it and have crazy dreams and be smart about what you do, but like do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Totally. Love that, man. Yeah. It's good. Hey, <laughs> well, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I will absolutely be staying up to date with you, man. I, you're probably you're super busy, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> this was great. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to find some more information about Nick, hit up nickmahar.com, N-I-C-K-M-A-H-A-R.com. Um, and then more info about interviewing influencers, interviewinginfluencers.org. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Take care.